everyone. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Daphne. And I'm Gina. And this is This Week in Skating. We scour the internet so you don't have to in order to focus on the confirmed news and updates. This episode, we're bringing you the news and updates through June 3rd. We're recording a day early because tomorrow, June 4th, Sunday, when we normally record the podcast, I'm going to be traveling to Hershey for Stars on Ice. So we're coming to you just a day early recording. You're still going to get this episode June 5th on Monday. Yes, we sometimes have to adjust our schedule based on stuff that Gina and I are doing outside of the podcast. Um, As you know, I record multiple podcasts in addition to this one. Uh, plus, we're both running websites, uh, Figure Skaters Online and IceDance.com, and we work full time. So sometimes we have to just adjust the schedule to make it so that we can still get this episode out to you and also be able to get to all the other things that we have to get done. Yes. And by the time you hear this podcast, I will have seen Stars on Ice. But I can't tell you anything about it right now because I haven't gone. I don't know. I know they are approaching the very end of the tour. There was a show last night in Baltimore and a show tonight in um, Boston. And then the Hershey show wraps everything up on Sunday. So I look forward to sharing with you guys my thoughts about Stars on Ice in the coming days. Um, Maybe we'll do it either in next week's podcast or if we have some time, maybe we'll do a special um, talking about Stars on Ice. But yeah, I can't talk about it right now. So you're hearing this prematurely. But by the time you're actually hearing this, I guess I have will have seen Stars on Ice. You will. And it's the final (laughs) Stars on Ice for Kurt Browning. We did have an episode with him earlier uh, when he was uh, touring with the Canadian Stars on Ice tour. So go ahead and check that episode out if you're interested or if you haven't heard it yet. Um, If you're a new listener, because we know there are some new listeners out there. (laughs) Yes. And we also had Piper and Paul on as well. So we did two um, preview episodes for Stars on Ice, and while I'm in Hershey, I will be talking to two more cast members. I'm not going to say who, um, but I will be talking to them for articles for Figure Skaters Online, so stay tuned to that. Um, a lot Stars on Ice uh, material coming. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing Robin in Hershey. She's going to be there taking photos. It's the first time that both of us have been at the same Stars on Ice show, so that'll be fun. Um, She's coming all the way over from California to um, shoot the final show. So, yeah. Um, But we should mention this is our first episode of the month of June. And so we want to wish everyone a happy Pride Month. Definitely. Um, You know, the posts have started. It's exciting to see. um, And I know we'll be seeing a lot more posts coming throughout the month. One thing I did want to mention is Skate Canada has Pride merchandise for sale and proceeds will go to Rainbow Railroad, which is a Canadian charitable organization that helps 
lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer, intersex individuals escape violence and persecution in their home countries. So we will put a link in our show notes if you would like to get some Skate Canada Pride swag and wear it throughout the month of June and throughout the year. Yeah. So let's move on to our event results. The only competition that took place this past week that we have access to is Hong Kong Figure Skating Championships. We have the results and protocol that we will link in our show notes. Well, moving on to our general skating news, the ISU posted the International Singles, Pairs, Ice Dance, and Synchronized Skating Competitions for the 2023-24 season. One thing, when I was looking at it, I actually I was talking to Robin last night on the phone, and one thing I, we were talking about when we were looking at the document was it still says Skate America is to be announced. Um, and it, I know we've been talking about that U.S. figure skating did sort of announce that it was going to be Allen, Texas, but that was all during the time when there was the mass shooting that took place in Allen. So um, we don't think, from what we've heard, that there's a change in location, but it was a little interesting to see that the ISU still has it as to be announced. So we'll just have to keep our eyes and ears and um, on that information. Another thing that Robin pointed pointed out to me that I didn't realize is we've talked about that um, the North American Challenger goes back and forth between um, Skate Canada and Autumn Classic and then U.S. Figure Skating's um, U.S. Classic. And this year, the Challenger is Autumn Classic taking place in Montreal. But there is a U.S. Classic taking place in early October in Los Angeles, California. It is not a challenger. It's just an international. And it's called the U.S. Autumn Classic. So Robin and I were quite, it was interesting. It's only a singles competition, no pairs, no dance. Um, But it is an international early October. I think it was like the first weekend in October. Los Angeles, California. Um, so yeah, that was a one little interesting um tidbit I saw in there. Um, and Robin was asking me about it. She goes, What is this? Is this the challenger? I said, No, it's not challenger, it's just an international. So um, but that the the challenger is um in Montreal Autumn Classic. So yeah. So Gina, I'm working my way through that list, adding all the events to IDC's calendar for the year. I haven't got that far to determine that. So it's good to know as I'm putting things together, I can um, just adjust. But I appreciate that the ISU, when they release the calendar, they also have this grid on the right-hand side that shows if it's singles, pairs, dance, and what the levels are. Because it helps me determine which ones I need to add. Because I'm pretty sure I know which ones, but if there's a newer event that I'm not aware of that has dance, it's really good for me to be able to to add that. Yeah, I got to work on that and start adding the events to the FSO website too. But yeah, it was when she mentioned it last night, I was like, oh, I didn't see that. <laughs> Thank you for bringing my attention to that. And so, yeah, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. It's the same. That's right. It's the same weekend is Finlandia. So oh, there is okay. a challenger that weekend. So I don't know what the roster would sort of look like for this U.S. Autumn Classic in Los Angeles, but it's interesting to note there would be 
a challenger that weekend and an international taking place. So, yeah, that's really interesting. I think it's also around the same weekend as Japan Open. Yes, that's the other one. Yep. <laughs> well, moving on, the ice dance scale of values for the 2023 24 season has been released. The ISU put that out last week. I have not had a chance to go through and review it like the nerd that I am, but I do plan to <laughs> um, this week. Yeah, it's always fun when the new technical notices come out because then we get to see what's really going to happen this season, like what mm -hmm. some of the major changes are. Scale of values is not that exciting, though. <laughs> yeah, is it quite a few pages to read? <laughs> yeah. Well, the ISU posted the three countries that have applied to replace Hungary. Uh, if you remember, Hungary announced a couple weeks ago that they are unable to host the 2024 European Championships. So the three countries that applied to be the replacement are Sofia, Bulgaria, Kaunas, Lithuania, and Warsaw, Poland. Now, I noticed on the document the dates of the event vary depending on the country chosen. I know if it's in Lithuania, it would be could possibly be the same week as Canadians, um, or it could be like a couple day ending a couple days before four continents. It could be that late. Um, so yeah, we'll just have to wait and see who gets chosen to host Europeans. Well, Skate Canada's volunteer portal is now open. This is the portal for the 2023-24 season and includes volunteering at Worlds in Montreal next March. Yeah, I got to remind myself that I need to pass that information along to my mother who loves to volunteer. I know, and she's become such <laughs> a big volunteer at competitions. She was so helpful in Nashville, but even before that, she's been volunteering for a few years. I'm not even sure how long it's been. Yeah, I think her first event might have been 2020, I think. But no, maybe it could have been before then too. I don't I don't remember, but it's been a few seasons now and she thoroughly enjoys it. So I think she'd be excited to know that they're looking for volunteers for Montreal Worlds. That'd be her first out of country volunteering experience. So well, the German Skating Union announced that they received clearance from the ISU for Russia's Nikita Volden to skate with Minerva Haas. They can represent Germany at international competitions this season, and I believe Minerva posted this also on social media, confirming that they are um, they're, they're, they received the clearance um, and that they are training and working together. So, I think it's really helpful when federations can work between each other to to get these details mm -hmm. ironed out because the sport to me is about the skaters mm -hmm. and sometimes I feel like that gets lost um especially when countries start arguing about releases and sometimes there's even a monetary compensation request so I think this is great for Minerva and Nikita I'm glad that they are going to get to Move forward in their skating careers. Yes. So moving on to recent articles and interviews. Um, there was a really big bit of news this week that um, Gina and I are going to touch on. It is something that we feel is important to covering the sport. 
And we both recognize that sometimes some of the news and information that comes out is difficult is difficult to talk about but we still feel very strongly that it's important to talk about it. So bear with us as we kind of uh, work through some articles that came out this week on USA Today. So Christine Brennan was pretty busy this week. She did two articles that were released. The first one is on the hiring of Kelsey Parker Gislison. As you remember, she was hired to be part of the development team at U.S. Figure Skating. And her second article is about U.S. Figure Skating and the Professional Skaters Association honoring coach Christopher Pottinger and his Pottinger Academy as a co-recipient of the Developmental Coach of the Year. Brennan pointed out in her article that Chris Pottinger was suspended in 2010 for alleged sexual relationship with a 16-year-old boy. And she pointed out in her article on Kelsey Parker Gislison that she was a defender of John Coughlin, who was accused of sexual assault by multiple athletes. This is a very difficult subject to navigate. I know everyone has tons of opinions on it. Um, Brennan even pointed out that she received communication from Senator Richard Blumenthal, who read her story and commented the following. I am deeply troubled and astonished by this, and I want an explanation for how it could possibly be justified. I will consider measures Congress could take after talking to some of my colleagues. More from Blumenthal. It seems to fly in the face of all reforms we have discussed and studied and really contradicts all the reforms that athletes have championed so heroically. Now, these comments, I have to point out, are in regard to the hiring of Kelsey Parker Gislason to a position that's basically a mandatory reporting position. She will have to manda- she will have to report abuse. It's part of her role. These two articles are separate yet somewhat connected by the continued discussion that we have in our sport with regard to the abuse of uh, minors. We've been discussing this a little bit from time to time because articles will come out and we're reporting on this. It's difficult. Another article came out recently about safe sport and what safe sport has been doing and some of the complications and the issues within the safe sport world since its creation and how it's functioning. And that article um, shined a lens on some of the issues, the, the things that are not working within safe sport. Mm-hmm. With all of this, I just, I just want to say, I think more needs to be done to protect kids in this sport. 
Yes. I think Agreed. we are not doing enough. No, um, Daphne, I've been, I watched a lot of this unfold on social media this week, um, just with both Christine's articles coming out and people sharing them and putting their um, thoughts and feelings into um, tweets or in posts and things like that. And I know with the whole Kelsey situation, that was a public support. She had put out support for John Coughlin on social media and it was public and um and it was there for I think she did multiple posts and even beyond um the recent, you know, his passing. So it was after his passing and I think believe it might have been after um, you know, Ashley Wagner came forward or others. Um and I've had I think I've shared with you and I think I shared with some of our other friends that I sometimes get upset with the fact that we have to use social media to feel like that's the only way we can address something. Um, and I feel like social media, is, it, that's the thing it is today. It's everything, you know, everyone posts things and shares things and we share happy things. We share sad things. We share things we that are awful. Um, but I think in order for any change to happen, we have to have conversations. People need to talk. And, it, you know, now we don't have to talk face to face anymore. We have virtual ways of getting on Zoom and having conversations. But I don't know if necessarily the only way we can feel like our voices are heard or through social media. Um, I, it's a step to yes, to show that there's people behind other, you know, behind the cause. But I think in order for any change to happen, it's gotta, there's gotta be these conversations. And I know a lot of the subjects, um, behind some of these storylines have tried with the people involved to have conversations. I think we just have to do more of it. Um, it was heartbreaking to see some of the interactions going on on social media. Watching that was like heartbreaking for me because I, I see, you know, what one person, you know, feels and I see what another person feels and, and I'm like, okay, now we need to have that go beyond Twitter, go beyond Instagram, go beyond Facebook and really sit down and, and talk and try to work and find ways to make it better. Um, putting it out on social media is great to show that there is that we need to talk, but I think we have to do it in a way that's going to bring about change. And unfortunately, right now, social media doesn't necessarily, I feel, bring about change. It just shows that there needs to be change, if that makes sense. I think that social media amplifies voices and helps get mm -hmm. it to you know, a more visible place. But people often too get animated and sometimes it gets frustrating because you look at it and you think, well, this is great that it's out there so that people can see it. But sometimes the dialogue is not done in a way that can really initiate the conversation. Yeah. It gets a little bit frustrating. 
because mm-hmm. I want to see change in the sport because you know what? The kids deserve better. They deserve yes. more and we need to do better in this sport yes. to protect the athletes of tomorrow. We cannot continue to allow stuff like this to happen. What happened in the past should not be repeated in the future. We have to do something. We cannot continue to just dismiss it. And I think that's why some former uh, competitive athletes have really used social media because they're trying to amplify the need for a conversation. And I think that's important. We need to have this conversation. It needs to happen. It's not working. Right. We have to do better. It's it's crucial. Yes. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. It just we can't let it stop at social media. You know, if we're yeah. putting our voices out on social media, but let's do more. And I think we also need to look at who is in, you know, in the federation's staff who is going to bring about this change. Um, you know, we need change. So let's bring people who are willing to fight and bring that change to the sport. Um, I know we sometimes, especially in figure skating, I find we're so much about legacy in our history, which is great. I mean, we have a great and rich history, but there is some of that in there in our history that needs to change. We need to take some of that bad stuff, that awful stuff and and change it for the good. And we need the people who are going to do that, not necessarily Oh, because it's this person, because we need to hire them because they're in a long line of people who have been involved in the sport. We need new voices, new faces, um, people who are going to bring us, you know, into the future in a positive and in, in, in a good way that is good for the athletes. That's all that matters. It's the athletes, the ones who are out there sacrificing everything for the sport to excel and to do well and we need the people who are going to bring change who are going to put them at the forefront of, of you know the skaters, what they're doing yeah i yeah. agree with you the skaters need to come first this is something that i know we've talked about offline a lot in our little group about how sometimes it gets muddy and other interests seem to take the forefront of mm-hmm. p- the purpose and we need to scale it down we need to deconstruct it and create an environment that's safe for all of the athletes to excel and thrive in um u.s figure skating has a new ceo tracy merrick who's had a long uh, career in managing sports she's just getting started so i'm hopeful that She's going to be part of the big change that U.S. figure skating needs. I think she can be a positive change for U.S. figure skating. We need to give her some time to do that. And there are changes and shifts happening. I think, too, Gina, I want to mention that we all have friends in our life that we care so much about. And then sometimes something happens and we're surprised that it happens because... It's just not something that we can see is in their character. It's really hard as a friend to accept that someone you 
love has done something terrible. Um, and I think we have to do a better job of, you know, analyzing that maybe before we post on social media. Because it's, it's really difficult to, to do that. I've had a friend who I thought I knew them really well. And they surprised me. And I was shocked and saddened. And I went through a gamut of emotion with it. This is outside the skating world. And then I had to accept it and realize that, you know, it's okay that I love them because they were my friend, but I don't have to love what they did and I don't have to support it because it's, right. it was wrong. It's, you have to separate the two. You have to realize that your, your friend is someone that you care about and you can love them, but you don't have to love what they did. And so I think it's a very complicated situation. I remember um, when this all came out, um, it was really stressful for friends and fans of John Coughlin to have to internalize this and process this because it wasn't something that they'd ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I mean, I remember it being hard for me, you know, at first, because it was someone that I had worked with um, on a website and had interviewed and it didn't fit what the actions didn't fit his personality of the person that I knew. And I had to just take that and say, okay, well, that was only how much of an interact, how much interaction did I have with John? And I didn't really know him really, you know, fully. Right. And so I was, you know, extremely upset and disappointed um, because I wouldn't have expected that from the person that I knew. Right. But I had to, but I also, as a journalist who's covering the sport, I have to say, okay, I, I've got to accept this, that this is what the news is. And, you know, and sort of report it. I'm not Christine Brennan. I'm not writing articles necessarily about it, but I had to, this is, this is what it is. And know that we've got something in the sport that we've got to work through that this, Mm -hmm. you know, that there's, it wasn't just one skater that came forward. It was multiple. And so there's stuff that is going on. And I think it actually woke me up a little bit to say, hey, you know, as much as you love the sport, there's some stuff going on that isn't always that great. And no. um, sometimes it's not you kinda, okay. Yeah. Like I needed like that little reminder that skating isn't perfect. Nothing is perfect. And that was not. I just there was that. This came out and I'm like, okay, just because you, it's all ha- looks happy out there on the ice, it's not all it's cracked up to be. Everything has these layers and things that lurk in the past, unfortunately, that we've got to change. Just like everything in our world, there's things that yeah. change. <laughs> I think... And, and, and yeah. here in skating is one. Yeah, and I think for me... 
I always knew that there was a side of skating that was not, um, it just, I always knew that there was a side of skating that was not pleasant. It's not something that was talked about enough, but I knew it was there. And having it all come out is kind of like the wool is taken off your eyes and you can see that things are not, there are the, the, the te- there's a terrible side to it, you know, there's right. a terrible side to it. Um, it needs to change. It really, mm-hmm. truly needs to change. So I mentioned Christine wrote two articles. The other article that she wrote was one about Christopher Pottinger. Um, He and Pottinger Academy recently received or were the co-recipients of the um, Developmental Coach of the Year Award. And Pottinger Academy is made up of multiple coaches, not just Christopher Pottinger. Now, I designed Chris's website and his brother's website with his partners back when they were skaters. And I remember the story when it first came out about the alleged sexual relationship. It was back in 2010. And I know that he was punished by PSA or by USV your skating. He, he had a suspension and he had um, probation and he, you know, came out and made a statement about it. I don't know all the facts beyond what was reported in the media, um, but he did take, he was punished this way. Was it enough? It's not for me to say. I'm not involved in the situation. I do remember thinking this is the first time that I really felt like they steps were being taken to right the wrongs of behavior. And I haven't heard um, much about it since until Christine wrote this article. So, I mean, his Academy, yes, they did fantastic work this season. I'm not sure. Um, I think I think she wrote, I think it was, it's being discussed because it's kind of looking like U.S. figure skating is not paying attention. So we're definitely going to keep our thumb on the pulse of this, I guess. Yeah, and we'll continue to have the conversations about it. So, um, and hopefully... By us having conversations and people having conversations on social media, the actual conversations that are going to bring the change That's will needed. happen. If we keep it in, if we keep it in like the forefront and keep talking about it and not let it, okay, it was today's headline. You know, like sometimes we say um, in this country, when we have a mass shooting, it's news for a couple of days until the next one happens. And then we're, you know, we're talking about the things to, you know, change gun control and all of that. And we talk about it until the next one happens and that, you know, and that sort of thing. So I think we just need to just keep talking about it and hope that the conversations and the change that is needed actually happens by us just not forgetting about it. 
you know, the news in, in, in the situation. Exactly. So let's move on. Yeah, so moving on, the ISU posted a video on YouTube, and I haven't gotten to watch it yet, but I want to, um, because it's a day in the life with the Hayden Nuts, and it's from the World Synchronized Championships in Lake Placid, so I have to definitely check that out. Um, and we'll put the link in the show notes so you guys can check it all out. Well, this piece of news is a little sad to report. Um, and I'm sure if you guys were at Las Vegas for Skate America or even at the U.S. Championships in 2020 in Greensboro, you got to see Benny. Benny was the 12 year old golden retriever who entertained us all with his on ice performing um at various skating events as i said like i think skate america in las vegas um in in u.s championships in greensboro um unfortunately and sadly benny suddenly passed away um cheryl del sangro who rescued benny 10 years ago from a kill shelter in utah um shared with a couple media outlets how uh, benny was a beautiful talented dog and always ready to make anyone smile and I have photos of Benny from Greensboro because I think I didn't see him and I don't think I was in Vegas in for Skate America the year he was there um but yeah it was I was sad to see this news and um so sending our thoughts to um Benny's owners and um and everyone who really enjoyed watching Benny on the ice yeah, definitely sending our condolences to Benny's family because this is, it's very sad. He brought so much joy to everyone who was at the competitions that he was a part of. So we extend our warmest sympathies to his family at this time. So Paulina Edmonds talked with Alexa Kinnear and Brandon Frazier for her podcast. It's on Believe in Figure Skating. So I haven't had a chance to listen to this one yet, but I want to. Um, we're hoping at some point to have them come on and talk to us. I think we're waiting for them to have a little break because <laughs> it's been a very yes. long season. <laughs> yes. Yep. And they're wrapping up uh, with Stars on Ice here soon. So hopefully they'll be getting some R&R here soon. Well, U.S. Figure Skating talked with two other people that have been quite busy. Um, Madison Chalk and Evan Bates about their world title and what's next for the team. They did not say, I read, skimmed through the article quickly, did not say if they're skating next season or not. Um, you know, they need to make that decision after some time away, I think is what I got from that. So we will wait and see. And again, I will be seeing both Alexa and Brandon and Maddie and Evan, um, tomorrow. So U.S. Figure Skating did an article about Christy Yamaguchi's grandparents' perseverance that paved her path to reaching her dreams. This appeared in the May Skating Magazine for Asian American Pacific Islander Month. Well, another article that came out for Asian American Pacific Islander Month, um, it was an article with Team US, that Team USA did um, with about a feature on Nathan Chen and Maya and Alex Shibutani about their recent children's books that came out. And Fort McMurray Today has an article about Caitlin Osman 
bringing her figure skating clinic to McDonald Island Park. That was a great article. I did get to uh, skim through it. And it's cool that she's uh, that she's getting to do this. Yeah. Well, time for some social media updates. And we're going to start off with some congratulations to former U.S. competitive skater Douglas Rosano, who got married over the weekend. And guess who officiated his wedding that took place in Ireland? But it, the one and only Adam Rapon. Um, so, yeah, I got to see some photos of that on social media, and it looked like it was a wonderful event. And so congratulations to Doug and his um, husband. Yeah, Adam and Doug have been longtime friends. They competed throughout their careers at some of the same competitions. It's great to see Adam officiating the wedding. Congratulations to the happy couple. Yeah, and I saw, like, Max Aaron was there and Greg Zerlin, so there were a lot of um, skater familiar faces, I should say, that were um, at, at, the, at the wedding. Yeah. So Ice Academy in Montreal posted a photo of Shun Sato with Guillaume Cizeron. Cizeron is choreographing a program for Shun Sato. They also posted photos of Kaori Sakamoto with Marie-France Dubray and Sam Schwinnard. So she was there getting a program choreographed as well. So this is an unfortunate social media update, but Solen Mazinga had a fall in practice last Friday and hit her head. Her doctor said she now has another concussion, and so she's currently off the ice training, and ugh, my heart just breaks for her. Um, you know, we got to see her come back at Worlds and, and skate, and now another setback for them. Um, so sending our best wishes to Solen and hopefully um, this won't be too long of a break um, and that she'll be back on the ice getting ready for next season soon. I was so sad to hear this, Gina, because she's been working so hard. Her, She and Marco have just, I mean, all the work that they put in to be able to go to Worlds. Um, mm. I, I'm a little... There, there's a lot of social media asking why she keeps going. And I'm a little frustrated by this because she is following her doctor's advice. And if the doctor is saying don't skate, then she's not skating. But if the doctor says it's okay, she is skating. You know, she's following her doctor's advice. And that is not for you or me or any of the rest of fandom to be determining for her. I mean, right. this is her life, and we need to respect that this is dis the decision she made. And I'm, mm -hmm. I support her 100%. Yes. Um, recently, I was watching another sport that's very different from figure skating. Uh, something I started watching during the off time, basically. And it's very entertaining to watch. But one of the athletes, Katsuyori Shibata, um, went through... A uh, not not similar, but he had a subdural hematoma, and he had emergency surgery. It was an injury that had killed an athlete, you know, a few months later, and he did come back to his sport. It took him quite a while to come back, but it just reminded me that um, 
you don't have to give up on everything if you understand the risks and you're following your doctor's advice. That is really the best that you can do. And if this is what you choose to do, then we need to support her if this is her decision. And I hope that she recovers and, you know, the recovery goes smoothly and that she's able to get back on the ice when it's time. And I trust that Selene is going to follow what her doctor says. Yes. Sorry for that little tangent, guys, but I've been a little (laughs) passionate about this. Well, you just talked to her not too long ago, too. I did. So you got to hear the story I did. that maybe people haven't heard um, just by her social media posts. You got to have more of a conversation with her. And so I think, you know, you feel for her a lot more. And I do. And passionate about I'm it. I'm passionate it's okay. about it. Yeah. <laughs> and I, you know, I agree with you completely. If, as long as she's following her doctor's orders, um, then that's all we can you know, we, we can't, we shouldn't be telling her what she should be doing. And she's, she's got the team around her that's telling her. And I know she's probably following that advice. Yeah. From. Yeah. She is. Yeah, she definitely is. So moving on, former competitive ice dancer, Louis Theron is busy on social media. He's doing a lot of choreography for some of the younger ice dance teams in France. And so I've been able to watch some of his videos. It's exciting to see him uh, sharing his vision. He retired very young from the sport. So it's great that he's able to stay involved by doing choreography and coaching. There was a lot of choreography news on social media this week. Um, here I saw Randy Strong. Um, she's from the So You Think You Can Dance fame. She was in Novi, Michigan, working with Igor Spielbin's teams. Um, and I was, I saw a video she posted. I saw Ava Pate and Logan By, Christina Bland and Matthew Sperry, uh, Livy Schilling and Leo Baton, um, along with Ileana Peel and Ethan Peel, who came up from Nashville. So we will be seeing and hearing, um, what they'll be skating to hopefully soon. But yeah, it was nice to see, um, her working with some of the ice dance teams. Well, we have a new team. Yutana Yoshida, who of course skated with Shingo Nishiyama, has partnered with Masaya Morita, who used to skate with Naokita. Yoshida has aged out of junior, so the team is going to have to skate senior. I checked it out. She's 19. So it's going to be great. Japan will have another senior ice dance team. Yeah. Well, Thornton Park Ice Arena in Shaker Heights, Ohio, shared on Instagram that it will be hosting a freestyle and ice dance clinic with Corey Aid and Rob Peel June 8th and 9th. And registration is unfortunately closed for this seminar, but that's cool to see those two working together for a clinic. And Skate Canada will be hosting its first adult training camp this summer, August 23rd to the 26th at the Sportsplex Perfons in Montreal. And Elizabeth Manley will be part of this clinic. There is a new team training at the Ice Academy in Montreal. Kaylee Maximik announced on Instagram that she and Canada's Felix Demaray are going to skate for Switzerland. Very cool. Well, Ilya Malinin is having fun 
on his first Stars on Ice tour, and he's also having fun trying to see what he can actually do on the ice. There's nothing that stops him. He posted a video of himself doing a quad axle, triple axle, triple axle, triple axle, triple axle combination. I think I got all of those right. During a warm-up at Stars on Ice. Just unbelievable. So I'm waiting to see if he's going to do anything tomorrow when I see him um, during the warm-up of uh, Stars on Ice in Hershey. Uh, But yeah, it's incredible. Wow. So Paulina Romanowskite and David S. Kizala have left Maurizio Margaglio and Neil Brown to move to Madrid and are now training at the new SK International Ice Dance School. Of course, this school is headed by former Olympian Sarah Hurtado, Kirill Kaliavin. Um, there have been some videos online of this, and Kirill ha- actually mentioned them as part of a recent post that he did on Instagram. So the school is growing there. It's really exciting to see. Um, I think the more teams that train in a center together, the better because it helps them push each other to achieve greatness. Okay, so let's move on to program announcements. Yes, and a reminder, we're just going to mention the skaters who announced some programs this week. Uh, but you can go to our website to see a complete list of who has announced program music Um so far the list includes music and artists if that was announced as well as choreographer so if they announced who their choreographer was we've put the choreographer as well so we'll just keep updating that lit um list on our website as um announcements come out so you can always check there and of course we'll have the link for that in our show notes so first up we have sonia hilmer Her free skate is going to be to Avatar The Last Airbender, which is by Track Team and Samuel Kim. And her short program is Club to Death from The Matrix. Club to Death, I think, became very popular when Brian Joubert used it back when he was competing. And I love when it pops up every once in a while because it just reminds me of how popular it was back then. Both of her programs are self-choreographed. Well, choreographer Misha G announced the free skate music for Andrew Torgashev. Andrew will be skating to The Void and Madness by Muse. So this one had us very excited. Nikita Starostin of Germany is going to be skating his short program to Disco Inferno by The Tramps. <laughs> this one is mixed by the wonderful Hugo Schwenard. And then his free program, choreographed by Adam Solia, is going to be to a Backstreet Boys medley, including I Want It That Way and Larger Than Life. I think he's going to please a lot of fans with this, because I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Yes, I was excited seeing uh, his free program announcement there, so I'm looking forward to seeing it this season. Well, Nicole Schott of Germany announced that she is keeping both programs from this past season so her short program rain in your black eyes and her free skate to bohemian rhapsody well i love that golden skate keeps checking in with some of the german skaters because 
We learned a little bit about what Jennifer Jance Van Rensburg and Benjamin Stefan are doing. And I couldn't be more excited about this rhythm dance. <laughs> Beds Are Burning by Midnight Oil is one of the big songs of the decade. It's kind of a one-hit wonder, but it's got lots of... Um, it's just... It takes me back whenever I hear it. So they're going to skate to Beds Are Burning by Midnight Oil, Don't Leave Me Now by Supertramp, and Runaway by Bon Jovi. Runaway is also a lot of fun. I'm excited for this. Uh, their free <laughs> dance is going to have a Wild West theme. They haven't selected any music at this time. So I'm super excited. Thank you for doing some rock because I haven't heard of a lot of rock getting picked yet. So this is exciting. <laughs> I know you were very excited about this announcement. Yeah, super excited. Anastasia Golubova and Hector Geotopoulos Moore of Australia did not say whether this is their short program or their free skate, but the music is Umbrella Sherbrooke and it's choreographed by Jonathan Guerrero. Jonathan, as a choreographer, I'm excited because he's been doing a lot of ice dance choreography or he was doing that when he was in Russia. So I'm really excited to see what he does for pairs. Finally, Sophia Frank of the Philippines is going to be skating. So Who Do You Think You Are by the Spice Girls. And Drew Meekins is the choreographer. Oh, like that. that. Spice yeah, Girls. Something a little bit different. <laughs> this is far, far, far away from some of the classical pieces that we've seen. So I feel like we're definitely evolving. Yeah. Well, moving on to our upcoming events for the week. Just One Point, Stars on Ice, concludes this week. Uh, concludes Sunday. But there's some other stuff happening. Um, June 10th at the Ion Arena in Leesburg, Virginia. The Luden Symphony Orchestra will perform live in skaters including Ilya Molinen, Gracie Gold, and Keegan Messing, Diana Davis, and Gleb Smokin. And Lorraine McNamara and Anton Spiridonov will be performing. Well, Adam Rippon is one of the 12 Stars on Mars contestants. This is a weekly reality show competition that's hosted by William Shatner. It actually premieres today, the day that our podcast drops, at 8 p.m. on Fox. And the Hollandus Trophy International is taking place June 9th through the 12th. In Arena, New South Wales, Australia. And this is the final ISU International for the 2022-2023 season. So this is still the last season. This is weird because we're still, you know, we're talking about next season already. So, And finally, we wanted to do a little heads up about a competition coming up at the end of June. It is the 2023 National Theater on Ice Competition. It's taking place in Fraser, Michigan from June 26th through the 30th. Um, Theater on Ice is something that is incredibly fun to watch. Our good friend Melanie Haney is a photographer that covers a lot of the Theater on Ice competitions. She has talked to us about it for the last like two years at least. And one of our listeners actually wrote in to let us know about this competition and we appreciate it because we don't always know everything that's happening and we're trying to expand as much as we can. 
So it's really exciting to hear from you guys and to let us know that um, this is going on because it's outside of the disciplines um, that we cover the most on this podcast. So we're super excited to uh, to do this. And we'd love to have someone on to talk about Theater on Ice. What yeah. makes it so special? I mean, we did it with Synchro a couple of weeks ago. So we're happy to have someone on to talk about Theater on Ice. Start promoting yes. some of these competitions more. Mm-hmm. Well, that brings us to the end of our planned content. Gina, can you let folks know where they can find us? Well, you can find us at our website. It's thisweekinskating.com. On social media, Twitter, at thiswkinskating. And then Facebook and Instagram, it's thisweekinskating. We love your feedback or your questions. Again, please feel free to send us anything that you would like us to promote a show going on, uh, an upcoming event, um, anything. We'd love to mention it here on This Week in Skating. You can uh, send that to us by reaching out to us on social media, or you can email us at thisweekinskating at gmail.com. We appreciate all the support that we've received from all of you. Please keep it coming. As Gina and I have said before, we've got some fun stuff coming in the near future, very near future. Um, some swag that we think is going to be really useful. We're hoping to get that mm-hmm. launched as early as next week. So stay tuned for that. And we also will be developing a Patreon. And that should be coming in the next week or two as well. So we're very excited to bring that to you guys. So we like to end our episode with a little spotlight on what's going on at our respective websites. Over at IDC, I've got an interview with Mila Rude Wrighton and Nikolai Majorov. Uh, and and conducted this interview with the two of them. And it's it's really great to see Sweden really delving back into ice dance. Excited to see what this team puts together for this season. Uh, the new team series, which this is kind of the official start of is coming every week from now through July. So watch for that. Wow. Yeah. We also have some other interviews that uh, Mateo is working on. So there'll be some good ones coming up. What do you have Very going cool. on, Gina? Stars on ice. Um, yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> if I haven't said it already. Um, yeah, I will be doing two interviews um, at the show tomorrow so hopefully by the time you're listening to this podcast maybe one will be out by the end of the week if not they'll both be out uh the week after hopefully um and as well as a review i always do a stars on ice review so that will be up as well and again robin is going to be in hershey so hopefully i've get i'm gonna get some photos here soon from her because I also need to post the Canadian ones too. She me went too. Up to Canada I'm as well. Yes. Yeah. Me so too. I'm I know waiting. she's been having <laughs> she's been having some um, health issues. So hopefully um, we will get those photos soon. And I'm still working on some behind the scenes stuff as well. A website that should be coming soon, an athlete website, as well as getting all of the events in our calendar and in, in doing some of. The, the maintenance stuff. Then mm-hmm. it's not exciting, but it's the stuff that has to get done in order for the site to be ready for the season. Yes, it's not as glamorous. 
There are there are the administrative backend functions of running a media website that are not as glamorous as what maybe people think they are. Yeah. So it it's like with the podcast, there are those things behind the scenes that we definitely need help with. And we're very lucky enough to have now two folks working with us behind the scenes to help us make sure that we're not missing any of the news yeah. that's coming right. out. Yeah. Just because there's like not a new article on the site or a new gallery doesn't mean we're not doing anything yeah. on the site. Sometimes that's how I, I'm thinking people look at come to FSO and say, oh, well, that's been the same gallery they've had on the site for three weeks now. I'm working on other things. So I'm not, yeah. it's not that I've totally forgot the site. It's, you know, it's doing some of that, making sure the calendar looks like it's updated, making sure the athlete sites are all updated with their photos from the season. It's just all that little stuff that housekeeping. it's not anything to, yeah, housekeeping <laughs> that it's not worth promoting yet, you know, yeah. sort of thing. But no, FSO isn't going away. Um, anytime soon. So yeah, it's just doing the stuff that has to get done to make it to, you know, to make it a new site for the season. Um, and yeah, and we'll be cranking out some articles and things here very soon. So. Oh, definitely. Uh, one thing I wanted to add is I am looking for someone to help me update our calendar at IDC. It's just basically doing some data entries. So if you have some time and would love to help out, uh, please let me know. You can reach out to me via any of the contact information that Gina mentioned earlier. Also, we're not going to tell you who it is, but you're going to get an interview this week. It's going to oh, drop on yes. Wednesday. We talked to someone earlier this week, someone who's been on social media a little bit more lately. There's just been some discussions so uh, or announcements, yeah. so we're definitely going to drop that this week i think i kind of forgot about that you know we did the interview just yesterday and i'm like totally forgot that we have yeah. two episodes for you this week yeah very excited with that though we've reached the end of our episode we really appreciate your support thanks for listening i'm daphne and i'm gina and you've been listening to this week in skating have a nice week <laughs>